This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next on Plains FM is Find Your Bliss. Welcome everybody to the Find Your Bliss radio show here on Plains FM every Thursday morning at 9am. This morning I am super excited to have a very special guest. She is a witch and her name is Bridget Ashbourne. Welcome Bridget. Hello. (laughs) Let me introduce you to Bridget folks which is totally perfect for the month of October coming up to Halloween which is actually a shared birthday for both me and Bridget. Can't um, you can't keep Scorpios away from each other that's for sure. So with around 40,000 hours working as a creative entrepreneur since 1997 Bridget had a compromised endocrine system And a final demanding client last year really led her to burnout. So to gain back control of her life, she saw a hypnotherapist to give up smoking and drinking. But it really sent her off in that direction and spiral of who am I? So she did some positive psychology and it led her to exploring spirituality and ultimately the Wicca lifestyle, which we will definitely unpack. She reconnected to her inner witch and has shared her journey to inspire others to find their magic within. And Bridget and I have talked about this previously, but I'm sure a lot of people listening, if you identify with a light worker or a healer or a guide and you're aware of the Akasha, there is a very good chance that you have been a witch in a past life so it's fascinating to meet one in this lifetime so learning to work from her heart rather than her head has been one of the hardest but most rewarding things that Bridget has ever done and she reads tarot and connects with changes in the moon and the planets she does that on social media she also reads privately with the elements she's actually painting a tarot card deck with uh, Greek mythology which sounds fascinating and she works with healing the chakras with nature magic and runes again which we'll have to ask you some questions about too Bridget she's learning more and more every day as she works with her intuition so welcome Bridget to the find your bliss show it is so great to have you here yeah (laughs) absolute pleasure to be here as well um thanks for inviting me on yeah as uh, as you said it's been a I think we've got a bit of crossover on past as well from reading up on uh on your profile as well sort of reaching that point of I can't do this anymore this is just not how my body is designed to flow through life um and you just kind of hit that sort of crescendo moment of like you say who who am I is where I uh sort of reached a point to so yeah I I mean I loved doing what I was doing Uh, years ago I started doing uh, a dot-com business before the dot-com boom um had a great time, worked with so many different businesses um, and did everything from personality branding to psychology of design. So really working with people to to buy more, you know, and that that got to a point where I, I got offered a job in, uh, in, in a betting company and I was like, no, I, I don't want to encourage people to spend more on, on an addiction, you know. Mm-hmm, it just didn't mm-hmm. in align with me. So I did follow my intuition I, I often 
did work with people and it really aligned with um, the visions that they had in their heads or I would pick up on things that was like the colours of their room or um, something that spoke to them as when they were a child and I'd put into their logo and they'd be like, how do you know this? How, how are you doing things to this? And it, it just became second nature. And I had my tarot since I was like 13. I can't even remember who bought them for me. And they've always, always been with me. And I, I consult with them. Um, and from sort of about 18, I don't know if it's because I because of my endocrine, because obviously that's where all your chakras are aligned to as well. My pituitary glands, my thyroid, um, my, uh, my fallopian tubes as well. So like the whole system. I don't know whether that took me on a different path or... Life just got in the way, you know, running a, a, a skate with a surfboard to the to the Cornish coast. To, like, it was a dream. But then you find out how much insurance is and that, uh, right, okay, I've got to go out in the world and earn money, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if life took its toll. I, I, I know a series of boyfriends, husbands, things like that didn't, didn't gel well with the spiritual side of things. Things were different back then as well. So I was kind of... It's always been there, mm -hmm. but it 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 wasn't my life, if you like. And then, so when I, when I come to that point of who am I? Um, and I, I, I actually did an online survey um, with the VIA, which is an Institute of Character, mm -hmm. and um, it's just a charity, and they've got the biggest survey uh, of all your positive character strengths. And spirituality was number twenty four, my lowest, absolute lowest. So the idea is that you concentrate on your three highest and your three lowest, mm -hmm. and that helps you to, to you know, really engage with life. Um, and, yeah, so I, I sort of uh, had my, my partner, he left a book on the side that was about Wicca, and I was like, how have I not heard of this? I just sort of mm -hmm. consumed through it. When I when I was a kid, I, I, like, everyone called me Witchy Poo. I was always like, I'd always tell that it would be three seconds until the bus turns out or making potions out in the garden and all of that kind of, you know, the, the, the stuff that little, little girls do when they're into yeah. magic, I suppose. Wow. wow. And then, it, yeah, it's just really, really opened my eyes and I, I now refer to myself as I am the universe experiencing itself in human form as a witch, mm -hmm. you know, really embracing everything. I want people to really understand that I have a complete balance as well. Like I've, I've really understood the, the light and dark, the shadow self and, and bringing that into the light is where a lot of people's magic is held. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've always been told to sort of be quiet and shh. And, and yet that's my, that's my thing when I speak up and I'm speaking my mind out on social media and in particular on Instagram, which is more interest led as opposed to Facebook, which is look at what I've got kind of thing. It has just been liberating to just be like, yeah, this is me. I, I love this. And I not tell other people what to do, but just share my experiences with them. Um, initially, I set it up just to to shove up for myself mm -hmm. and then I was like well if I reach one person and this helps someone else find balance in their life I mean I've had crazy hormones and all sorts of stuff and this is allowing me to find my my balance you know and I'm like if this helps someone else brilliant and and I, I laugh I say I come out as a witch you know and so yeah. many other people I'm seeing it every single day popping up coming out the broom cup 
cupboard, you know, and it's uh, <laughs> it's liberating. It's a, you know, I, I think particularly a few years ago, it was really embraced by a kind of feminist yeah. approach as well. Yeah. Now I'm not a feminist. I've always been quite fondant, so my shadow self was actually the feminine, mm-hmm. um, which has been really quite interesting. And it for me, it's about the balance of like you can call it the god or the goddess, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, the masculine and feminine, and embracing the full spectrum in between of that as well. And that's who we are. You know, why, why are we hiding these things? And in terms of spirituality, I mean, I've, I've been in that digital space for like since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now it's it's got to a point where I'm, I'm just like, uh, if, if we don't listen to the... I, I call the yin and yang, if you like. So yin being the feminine, yang being the masculine, uh, which everything that has any sort of form of energy falls into one or the other category. Mm-hmm. And this this kind of allows you to, to embrace that and understand that. And we should all be treated as equals, you know, men and women. I'm not about, like, women should be better or put on a pedal stool or, you know, I am a goddess, which we are, yes, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody's... Equal, but if we don't start sort of taking note and uh, and celebrating spirituality and nature as the yin to technology and science as the yang, you know, we put those two together. It's it's, it's happening in a lot of instances. Um, I know in the field of um, I work with a naturopath as well. You know, that's a, an absolute balance of um, the science and the nature coming together to heal me. And, and and that has worked better for me in the past year than in the last 24 years of, of being yeah. like, over here. I'm very, very grateful of the NHS. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I call it the NHS merry-go-rounds because anything to do with endocrine or um, things that are brought on by stress predominantly on mm-hmm. the body, they don't have a cure for, they don't know what the cause is, they don't know what it is. So you have to do a holistic approach and it has to be sort of mind, body, soul. Um, and I think I'm, just, some- just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bridget. Just so people know, obviously you're in the UK and their NHS yep. is the National Health Service. Yeah. Yep. So just so people who that's are listening go, oh, okay, that's what fine. she's talking about. So it's she's an amazing about- system. It, it yeah. really is. I'm, I'm eternally grateful for it, for myself mm-hmm. and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not... It, I, I think we've come to a stage in our evolution where technology is part of us. You know, like our, our phones are an extension of our brain, whereas I, I remember all the phone numbers from a kid oh, when I was little. Yeah. I remember all those phone numbers still because you had to remember them. Like, well, yeah. And they were short. I got them home. Yeah. Um, and now you don't have to remember any of them because they're in your phone. And then you've got things happening with like Elon Musk where he's actually doing things that are going to be embedded into your brain so people can see for the first time. You know, that's, that's, that's nature and science working like symbionically together. That's so- magic. Let's talk about, um, because there's a lot of, I think there's probably a lot of, uh, like it's a really bold thing, right, to come out and say I am a witch. Because it has, um, for a lot of people, it would have a negative connotation, right? Like um, Salem witch hunts, et cetera, being branded as a witch for being too powerful often in past incarnations and therefore being burnt at the stake, Um, you know, often predominate, well, it's exclusively to women, right? You don't you don't see a man witch, you see a man wizard, I suppose, or a, well, you do get or, men witch. 
Yeah. Are they called that or they called something else? Yeah, yeah, these days it's, it, it's which, um, I mean, if you go back to, um, I think, uh, the ancient Greeks and um, the Egyptians and things like that, they were called magis. So okay. um, yeah. I think they refer to that in which in Witcher, the TV program that's on Netflix. Right. They're, they're called magis, which are like magic folk. Right. Um, so, so yeah, and, and when I refer to myself as witch, I love it because for me, it is really, really forward thinking. You, you don't need to disclose whether you're male, female, what sexuality you are, what colour you are. You know, it's it's a real encompassing thing. Uh, whatever we do, like even from a HR perspective and things like that, it's like things people shouldn't know how old you are or whether you're of childbearing age or if you're a man or whatever. Things should just be because you're good at what you do because you're passionate of what you do. And that's where life is heading as well. You know, the more people are going to sort of have to embrace working for themselves and we've got all these tools in front of us to be able to do that as well. So again, it's getting that balance back in. And yeah, I mean, in terms of, it's a hell of a lot more sort of um, acceptable these days in terms of social media where people sort of hide who they are a little bit. You can be whoever or whatever you want to be. Um, and I think that's across there's lots of different subgenres these days because if you're a bit different mm-hmm. previously, if you was in a small town, you would be the only one that was different. Nowadays we've got a reach across the whole world and you can go, oh, oh, there's my my other, there's my clan or my coven or my yeah, tribe. Totally. However totally. you want to do it. I mean, us two talking, we probably never would have met before, you know. No, um, yeah, just so people know, so Bridget and I connected on LinkedIn. But um really fascinating too though, because Having been born on Halloween, I strongly identify as a witch, you know, like it was always Bad Jelly the Witch and Meg the Witch with her cat on her broomstick when I was little. (laughs) Right? And also, too, that um, I did a clearing once, healing the witch wound, and that resonated so strongly for people in terms of being persecuted and realizing that there are a lot of people out there who identify with being a witch, but they don't necessarily come out and say it. Yeah, so it's kind of, it feels like it's more underground in some ways. And that's kind of what I want to liberate because it's really liberated me. It's really, really, like I say, brought out my feminine side. Um, I've gone down this, when you strip away, because like I said, I gave up drinking and smoking. I mean, I gave up smoking first with a hypnotherapist just to gain, do something for myself, Mm -hmm. something that would make me feel better, something that I would feel proud of. A week later, I decided to add in drinking with that as well because my my ego for its dolly out the crown, you know, was like, yeah, um, if, if I can't smoke, I'll have a drink then. And it's, yeah. it's literally like that. And, and then you start sort of uncovering more, especially down the witchy route as well, about taking off these layers of ego and, mm-hmm. and unconscious thinking. And then you start, you really start taking notice of everything you're doing. I mean, I was when I wasn't working, if I wasn't out partying, I would be watching telly or something like that. Whereas now I very rarely watch telly. And if I do, it tends to be something that feeds my mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, um, it's great to watch a film every now and again, nothing like that. But if I look, if I look at the hours mm-hmm. um, that I was doing then to what I am now and how much more conscious my decisions are, what I eat, what I drink, what I fill my mind with, what, 
possibilities and stripping away those false beliefs and mm-hmm. and everything like that. And it's uh, you realize how empowering you are and how much you have the ability to to create your own world. Um, you'll know this through through coaching, and I think I think even the coaching kind of aspect as well. I mean. If go back sort of ten years, it would have probably only been quite privileged people that went down the coaching route. Whereas it's 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 a bit more it's a bit more accepted now, or or even sort of buying books, whether it's Tony Robbins or whoever you know. And they are all the same principles of magic as mm-hmm. well. And it is that set your intention, mm-hmm. feel it in your heart, mm-hmm. make it happen. And, and that is what magic is. And it's about connecting with nature. It's about when you go out for a walk in nature as well and you really open up your eyes, that actually brings you to the present moment. And there's not many things that do that in, in this day and age when you've got gadgets and, and, and things like that. And it's like just putting your phone down and just... And I, I noticed last year, I mean, I've worked for myself since I was 18. Um, so... I've worked from home a lot, so and I've always made sure that I go out for walks and sort of. So I've had that kind of style of lifestyle already. But I noticed last year when everyone was in lockdown and everyone was like, "Oh wow, there's more nature out and there's more birds in the sky." And you're like, "No, there's not. It's just that you're taking notice of it, mm-hmm. and you did before." It it. I think the world is going through like a real healing as well, and I know you mentioned it before as well, and it's like. You have to break everything down in order to become something new. I mean, when I went through my dark night of the souls, which if any of you don't know what that is, when you start questioning who you are, everything sort of just becomes false almost. And everything that you've ever believed is not real. And and then you question everything and you you kind of pull yourself apart, literally, mm-hmm. don't you? And you're like, what's the point? Yes, <laughs> what, what, yes. what is the point, right? <laughs> That's a big existential question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's so and then like, all of a sudden, like, I know at the time, when I, like, one of the big things about living a wicker lifestyle as well, and something that I, um, I purposefully didn't do, I didn't practice magic in terms of rituals and magic spells and everything like that until... I got a sense of balance uh, wow. because one of the things for me was my my hormones. Um, I'm like 43 at the end of the month, and mm-hmm. and it, you know, we the the mother maiden and crone, you know, which resides in all of us, and it's like the different phases in your life, mm-hmm. and and understanding that that's a positive rather than a negative as well, and it, like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much sort of reverting back to the person I was when I was 13. Yeah. stacked up with all this like world advice and experience mm-hmm. and knowledge mm-hmm. and pain and happiness and like, everything in between. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's it's yeah, it's like you're almost doing the full circle, which is really cool as well. Awesome. Uh, and understanding that. God, there's so much to there's so many levels to this. It's it's like to, to really get that, that balance and understand that, and this is something that a lot of people struggle with. I really believe that there is no such thing as a bad experience or a good experience. Mm-hmm. That is just your perception of it. Yes, and yeah, and we get trained you know, that way, don't we? We get trained. This is a good feeling and this is a bad feeling. So when we feel bad about something, in inverted commas, 
then we're like, oh, this is bad or this is wrong, as opposed to like, what is this teaching me and making it neutral? Yeah. 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 Like, and that's, that's a great thing as well, is that what is this teaching me? You know, it's, it, it's a really, like the first day of Mercury retrograde always deals with all the, uh, the communication issues and everything like that. I sat on a USB cable on, with my all-in-one computer and pulled the whole thing off the screen and it fell on its screen and it killed it. So, But from that, I've actually changed my whole area of where, um, where I actually sit and I've cleared up loads of other things. So energetically, everything feels so much better as well, you know, and, it's like, and I've got a huge TV screen as a screen. So every, <laughs> every cloud has its silver lining and the... Like it's like the hermetic clause. If are you familiar with the hermetic clause? You tell us. I mean, like I, I, I understand that, but I'm not sure that the audience will have an appreciation of all of that. So please go ahead and dive into so that. It's really quite interesting with the hermetic clause. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's seven sort of principles, and they date back to um, ancient Greeks and the Egyptians as well, and it's. Um, it's it's said that it's possibly the same person that come up with these, which is Thoth and uh, the magician, which is Herman's magician in tarot. Um, and and basically, there's the the pendulum will swing whatever way it swings, it will swing back the other way, mm-hmm. as above, so below, as within, so without. And this is this is what tarot teaches us as well. It's 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 called the fool's journey or mm-hmm. the the path to enlightenment. Um, and it's all the things that we have to go through and understand and, and, and become whole, if you like. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like with, with Wicca, what this does, which is, is one of the things that I, I really want to express about as well, because I call it a Wicca lifestyle as mm-hmm. opposed to a religion. Mm-hmm. Now, I really, I, I embrace the side of being a witch. I've never been a huge fan of religion. Um, can you just excuse me one second? There's just some noise going on. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty. So, folks, if you're just tuning in to the Find Your Bliss radio show, we are talking to Bridget Ashbourne, who is in the UK. And Bridget and I connected on LinkedIn. Uh, and Bridget is a self-professed witch. So welcome back, Bridget, to um, yeah, to share with us what it means to follow the Wicca lifestyle. Because again, I think from the outside perspective, a lot of people probably have a lack of understanding of what it means. But please continue on in terms of, because again, I know a lot of people would have a lot of questions like, do you, you know, like practicing witchcraft often would probably be even considered um, like the dark arts as opposed to realizing that, you know, witchcraft really, you know, I think in some ways being a witch was a brand, like it received a negative connotation because if you're a witch there, you know, went into that contrast, right? Like you're bad, you're wrong. Yeah. Usually in my perspective, it was like you're bad or you're wrong because you're too powerful. Right. So, and you're making, you're making other people feel uncomfortable and you're demonstrating, especially and against the church. So we could go down that rabbit hole forever, but maybe share with us what, what does practicing a Wicca lifestyle look like to you? Me personally, um, as I said, the reason that I chose Wicca as a basis for the lifestyle, because I I embraced the witch, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but one of the principles of uh, there's, there's what's called the Wiccan read and it's got sort of, um, I think there's about 18 principles of, 
of living by this sort of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it is literally, the main one is do as ye will, do as you will, and harm ye none. So right. it's saying, I have this power, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to use it for bad forces. And that's one of the reasons as well that we would suggest that, you know, associating with something that's good mm-hmm. as well, I think puts people at ease. Um, personally, I, I'm not one to to follow a religion. I think that's why spirituality. I, I'd kind of, I'd kind of confused religion and spirituality in, in the same bundle, and I think that's one of the reasons that I put it aside. And I think it's, um, you know, to live a wicker lifestyle. If you find, say, for instance, the earth element and crystals, mm-hmm. a lot of people, my sister particularly, really resonates with crystals. Um, it's something that I've, I've aesthetically really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I now use them as um, a meditation tool or I will use them in in uh, spell work and things like that. But they're, they're, they're kind of really subtle earth energies. Now, if you embrace that and that helps you to be more confident or calm down, if you feel that mm-hmm. those energies from those crystals, that's, that's engaging in magic as well, you know. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if you wanted to pop one in your pocket and come into an office, for instance, mm-hmm. and like it's like being a secret little witch, you know, it's in your pocket, you go in there, it's got <laughs> your back, you know. And I used to wear it rose quartz in my in my bra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stick it in your bra near your heart chakra and, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know that it's there and it gives you that, that thing, that tangible thing mm-hmm. that gives you the power. So you with a lot of people, I feel that they give the power to something external, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of it is using that external object to bring out that power in you. Because ultimately, yeah. you're the one that got through that meeting. You're the one that got the raise at the end of it. You're the one that got that issue yeah. solved or whatever. But if you didn't have the crystal with, with you, would you have been as confident? Mm-hmm. You know, so so for me, even if you do that, you kind of live in a bit of a wicker lifestyle already. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I'm not I'm not part of a coven, although I'm I'm part of uh, a couple of online groups of friends. I've got a crystal clan, which everybody's amazing on there, and everybody supports each other. I've got friends sort of all, all over the world as well since being online, mm-hmm. and yeah, people ask me questions. I mean, one of the things is kind of um, really trying to teach people to embrace that they have the same magic that I do. Use your intuition. There's lots of things about spells and you've got to use this and you've got to use that and you've got to do it at this time and you've got to do it. That's lovely. Layering things up, doing things at certain times of the moon, as we know, sort of the, mm-hmm. the new moon is great for planting intentions and seeds. And a lot of that is, is down to like the farmer's almanac as well, which is mm-hmm. where a lot of this comes from. So you've got the the, the pagans, if you like, would have been in, in this country. And there would have been people that lived by the land. And mm. that's how, that, the, so the witches would have been the wise old women. They would have been the ones that knew what herbs calmed you down. They knew that chamomile would make you sleep at night mm. for a witch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're also talking in terms of, we're, we're so, when I say we're knowledgeable today, we have so much more access to more information today. Mm-hmm. Um, in those days, if, if they'd have eaten potatoes or mushrooms that had gone wrong and things like that, you know, then people would have hallucinated and things like that and they would have said the witch did it. You right. know, that, right. that's, you would have got a lot of people <clears throat> because 
like with this country and um, I believe in America as well, I'm not quite sure with, with Australia because obviously that was people from England going out to Australia and other countries as well. Um, but it was a lot to do with the church taking over the land because that's where the money was. Mm-hmm. And the, what they actually did was aligned a lot of the, the religious holidays together. So Christmas, for instance, would uh, to a pagan or to a Wiccan is called Yuletide. And that's when you would have brought in a tree from outside to honour and respect the, the, the time of year where nothing grows. You know, it's it's welcome. It's saying thank you to the year that's passed. It's, it's welcoming in the, the next year as well. And bringing that light into the house because people would have probably felt quite miserable and cold. They didn't mm-hmm. have heat. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you... As much as, and, and yeah, you know, if people would have rather have gone to see the wise old woman to get advice because she's the one that's lived mm-hmm. and knows mm-hmm. what herbs to use and things like that, probably made the food taste nicer as she knew her herbs as well. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of herbs are in there? <laughs> and all sorts. You know, I stir magic sigils into my cooking and, and mm-hmm. pick ingredients for protection and, yeah. and things like that. It, it it's just layering and layering intention and and yeah. and then yeah but back then it, it it would have been second nature to do things with nature and the moon and um like i say the new moon because of the moon being closer to the earth would have drawn the water up in the earth which would have made it a more fertile time to plant seeds yeah so that's where yeah, so because uh, you know, and it's fascinating that you talk about the on the calendar events as well. Because you know, I know I don't know a huge amount about the origins of Halloween, but I know that it was a pagan festival, and I know okay. that the um, yeah, yeah that the church turned around and plastered All Saints Day the very next day. It was almost like it was trying to counteract it. <laughs> yeah, and that happens. That happens on a lot of things. You've got Easter, which is Austria. And every year, Easter is at a different time because it's aligned with the moon. Right. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and then, again, it's, and a lot of them, like all the moons as well, if you look at, and, and I know, again, it happens with the, um, uh, with the uh, in America as well, is the corns, uh, each of the moons have different names as well. So you've got the corn moon and, and things like that. And that's because, that's when the, the the harvest would have been. So Halloween or Samhain is the third harvest. So you've got the the calendar. There's eight eight the wheel, sorry, the wheel, and there's eight sabbats in the year as well. Mm-hmm. So and most of them are based around what is happening in nature, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and it's either planting or harvesting. Right, that's, right. That's, or, or what sort of, I, I think you've got the sturgeon moon and things like that as well. So that's like a fish that would have been available to um, to actually fish at that time of year when it's it's right to do so. So it's about finding, of course. I know, I'm just laughing because literally folks, they can't see this because I'm interviewing Bridget on Zoom, but her, literally her black cat just walked into the room and started meowing. I love it. Because of course for me too. Oh, you've got three of them. I love it. I, um, you know, being born on Halloween, when you see a black cat, it's good luck, right? <laughs> it's not actually black. She's a tabby. My, my, my original, see, I already, when I was younger, um, I called my cat a familiar, even when I was little. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, and just, it, it's kind of, 
I was. I actually did a post about that earlier about the the cats, and that goes back to Egyptians as well. And mm-hmm. the Egyptians believed that cats actually have a human, like not a human soul, but have a soul like humans. Mm-hmm. So, and they welcomed them. But again, if you, if you think of that as well, they they were very aware of disease and things like that in Egyptian times. Mm-hmm. So they, they would have kept cats as well for keeping vermin out of their houses. Right, of course, of course. Uh, because they used to shave all their hair off as well, didn't they? That's why they had those beautiful. Mm-hmm. Headdress, yeah, right. and that was for, for you know, nicks and things like that. Just so, so um, <laughs> the cat is changing away. Um, just so, but also, too, because you said familial, can you explain what that is to, to people? So, familiar is is your, your, yeah, it's it, it, it has the best way to explain it. It's your animal stuff. It's your it's your animal being. But honestly, the moment I pull out my tarot or anything witchy, the cats come out, and and they'll sit there on it. I've heard, every time I do a reading, one of them jumps up on the table, and you don't wow. see them all day long. But it, it, it's like they pick up on those energies as well. Like um, so, when we talk about sort of alchemy and things like that as well, we've got air, earth, mm-hmm. water. I'm, I'm forgetting these now. Air, fire, <laughs> air, water, fire, yeah. and spirit, and they are so. Fire is energy. Air is mental, um, like you're thinking about things and everything like that. And then your earth is your physical body or your environment, mm-hmm. and uh, water is your emotions. So that that shows that and spiritual as well, showing us that we are all of those things. We are not just a spiritual being. A, a multitude of things or a community as well we're not just a person are we and that that kind of from there they each have subtle energies off of there as well and that that goes into the cabalist kind of things as well and and this is one thing that I love about um living a wicker lifestyle and I've had conversations with people as well that have come from very heavy um like Christian backgrounds and they're like I I, I see myself as a witch I could never tell my parents mm-hmm. you know and this and it becomes like a real big thing and and I always say to them as well it's if you live in a wicker lifestyle you're just living in harmony with nature and her yeah. cycles yeah. and understanding yourself through them you don't have to practice magic if you don't want to. You know, you, you can just understand that you are an intrinsic part of the world and the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're made up of like trillions of of, of beings, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like different bacteria and things like that, that we are all part of the solar system in the same sense. So if you follow a wicker lifestyle, you can actually or you're in, I encourage people certainly to look at other religions and understand the origins of people and where opinions come from, where these false beliefs come from, because, you know, they're, they're all ancestrally, we can carry things as well, like you, you were saying, sort of healing the witch's wound. And it's it's things that are in our DNA, you know, if, if, if your generation's before you had a, a lack of things, which is quite likely, you know, no matter where you come from, mm-hmm. um, beyond our parents or grandparents uh, in particular, that's still in your genes and you carry that, like, I'm not worth that. I'm, I don't deserve that time spent with myself. I don't deserve this. And, yeah, you do. You yeah, know, and that, yeah that, that, absolutely. Un- yeah, and understanding <clears throat> in all that, like, my... the. 
the deck that I've had since I was 13 and what I'm using as a basis for my deck that I'm painting is all around Greek mythology and all, all the gods and the deities. And and then oh, it's just multifaceted. Mm. <laughs> it really is. So tell us, tell us, because, you know, maybe explain to people if they don't know what tarot is and also why you chose Greek mythology for your cards that you're creating. So, like I said, the, the deck of cards I got when I was about 13, mm-hmm. um, and I'd referred to them and read in my book and things like that, and and then I I learn a lot more by doing or creating, um, and that's something that's that's part of it, the craft. The day that I actually went, oh, my God, the craft, witchcraft, crafting, bringing yourself into the present moment, you get all these, like, penny drop moments mm-hmm. and... Uh, and, and like you have a book of shadows as well where you, you can write down all your learnings and you can make it beautiful or it can be scribble and journaling and things like that. And and this this kind of this learning about the tarot, I I I oh no, that was it. I on the, the Wicca Lifestyle Instagram page, mm-hmm. I did a painting and I hadn't painted in 20 years wow. either. So i I was doing graphic design and so I was still being creative, but not actually, and I was really averse to it when I was younger as well. They, they sort of tried to drag me kicking and screaming onto the computer at college, and I was quite happy doing the mark of ending, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I painted a picture of myself. I did so, I didn't even realize it was going to be me, but it was a self portrait with all of my chakras and all these, um, like spirit beings and and layers around me. And somebody said, You should paint the tarot. So I said, yeah, that's a great idea. Not really thinking that there's 78 cards in the deck. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, right? That is a lot. How's it going? I'm dead down. I'm just oh, over here. It's yeah. going to be, it's gonna, it will be a... Labour of love. <laughs> I think it will be a life journey. And I think it will be one of those things as well that um, I will as I'm learning about them, like I've, I've gone a lot deeper in, in, in Greek mythology, just because of when you're painting something and particularly with the tarot, and I, I noticed this with a lot of decks, the newer decks, that people don't actually pull in all the symbolism mm-hmm. and meaning that's there. Um, because again, they went underground and they go back to, mm-hmm. they don't actually know where they go back to, what date they go back to, but they certainly think that they were around in Egyptian times. And it was the Renaissance the, um, period where the artists and things like that, because people, again, um, become more conscious and started mm-hmm. sort of uh, like a little world revolution of, of getting <laughs> people to write books and, and create art. And they actually used a lot of the Greek mythology in those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you got the Rider Waite tarot deck, which mm-hmm. most people are familiar with. Yeah. And she was as well the artist that painted those mm-hmm. um, and they've got a lot of hermetic principles that, 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 that goes back to Victorian times um, that deck and I see for me I with my I've got a very very background which is why I call it a creative entrepreneur <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I a lot of what I've done is UX work so that's user experience so mm-hmm. for me symbolism um, and research are a huge part of who I am mm-hmm. um, so the more I uncover about it the more I'm like oh wow that makes sense and mm-hmm. you get drawn into different areas of, of 
what they're for because you can, anyone can read the tarot. They're, yeah. they're very interesting. Yeah. I, um, one thing I didn't never realize, but then I was like, oh, that makes so much sense is that um, regular playing cards, like once upon a time, they used to read tarot from just, you know, it's just like, oh, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, that's so obvious, but you don't know until you get told. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the crossover. Royalty and things like that, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the parlor games and, and tricks, and then it would be, oh, look at how, how this person can sort of tell your fortune. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is with, with them, and, and that when I start any of my readings, I always say that they're a, a reflection upon water. They, they reflect the energy that is there. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have what's called free will. Mm-hmm. I did that in quotes yeah. i was learning about the Morai more recently which are the, the they're older than the gods in in greek mythology and they're the, the they're almost witchy characters three characters one that measures the length of your life one that cuts it once so they decide when it ends mm-hmm. um and they're, they're, they're like fate or whatever and i had this really sort of this realization that the, the fate is in your hands and the idea of that is Fate is in your hands in terms of it's what you make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's fate is going to happen when it happens, but you decide of whether it's a good thing or like you decide whether your life is good and happy and fulfilled yeah. and full of gratitude and and everything or miserable and terrible. And, yeah, yeah. You know. So and, you do tarot readings for people, and obviously you can do that. You know, you've done one for me. You can do it record it, do it online, send it to people. So you can obviously do that for people all over the world. You've got a special table. Tell us about that. So so this all started, this is only about a year and a half ago, all Mm. this, like, that I actually gave up. Well, I started on the journey of uh, of finding this Wicca lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Literally, I went from, in particular in lockdown, I decided that... um, I wouldn't waste the time. I didn't want to, um, I wanted to keep people's spirits up. That was in a position that I was able to do that. Um, And I didn't want to waste my own time because it would be so easy to just, you could carry on learning and everything like that, but you could so easily slip into one day rolling into the next. And I'm sure a lot of people felt that anyway as well. And I decided that I would just start crafting so I made my table. I'd, I'd had my table for years, and and I started. I decided to carve a Ouija board onto it, mm-hmm. and I carved the elements into it as well. This all just kind of, it was like I was guided to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm very cautious about saying things like that because I think that that's where people start going, oh, woo woo, and mm-hmm. you know, go. But it's not it's like the I, I refer to the higher self to people as well, and and that's you know that. That is who you ultimately are. It's, it's still part of you. Mm-hmm. It's not anything detached from you. It's who you need to step into being. Yes, more than right. beyond your ego, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I, I collect, I've, I've got the estuary just down the road and I collected stones and I made my witches' rooms, I made my Odin's rooms, mm-hmm. uh, I made my chakras, I've Honestly, I've got I've got a bit of an obsession with painting rocks at the moment. I've got all of the planets. I've got all of the constellations. Wow! And I so um, I've got the the app with a lifestyle on Instagram, but I've also got at 
Ashbourne Witch as well, mm-hmm. which is where I do um, tarot readings because I wanted to do things for free as well for people. So the the moon controls our emotions where it's so close you know we're, we're 90% water or whatever it is it's a high percentage I know that and if you think the moon controls the tides so what does that do to us that gives us the push and pull within as well so by by understanding that the the moon actually changes constellation every couple of days as well mm-hmm. so yes we get the new moon in that's in Libra at the moment, but then a couple of days, <laughs> a couple of days later, she uh, um, it she actually changes into uh, the next step in the in the constellations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people they're like, oh, what? I thought it was a Libra moon, and it's like, well, yeah, but now it's gone from Libra and it's into Scorpio at the moment. Right. So and you embrace all of it. It's not just that if you're a Scorpio that you embrace when the moon's in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. It's that you can embrace those characteristics that Scorpio has, mm-hmm. as you know, is Scorpio yourself, those transformational powers. And that's because we're ruled by Pluto. So mm-hmm. Pluto is one of the furthest planets, which means it's out there in the depths. And that's why we have so much of that. But it's also ruled by Mars as well. So we get that fiery energy. And that's one of the personal planets, which are, are close. The closer the planet is to the Earth, the, the more it has that kind of um, personal effect upon you as opposed to how we interact with the world. It's more mm. how it affects us. In our I never knew that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. And this is what I love about this. You can never, ever stop learning. The more, yes. the more layers so you go, when you're working with magic, it's like, well, what, what phase is the moon in? Is it waxing? Is it waning? What? If, if we're in the dark side of the moon, then it's really good for doing shadow work and introspecting and going within. When it's full, it's about abundance and manifestation. And 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 then on top of that, what constellation it's in. So if it's in Libra, for instance, that's ruled by Venus. So that's all about beauty and balance and harmony. You think of the scales. So you think about how can I improve my partnerships? How can I improve my relationship with myself? Mm-hmm. How can I make my home more beautiful? How can I clean that stagnant energy out? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're the kind of kind of journaling sort of questions as well, which I've started to do a little bit more of on my page because I want, like I was saying, I don't want to spoon feed people. Mm-hmm. I want to inspire people. That is my mission. I want to inspire yeah. people to be to be more connected with themselves, to find their magic within. You know, understand that, and understand that. You know, like the moon, we don't shine bright all the time as well. It's it's okay mm-hmm. to go in and give yourself a hug. And I, I religiously now, um, so I'm not religious, but systematically, <laughs> um, with each of the moon, the with the four major moon phases, I I make sure that I have my ritual bath and I I set intentions and then I review back in with how my intentions are going. And then as it as we get to the third quarter. I let them go as well. If they're not manifesting, I'm getting resistance. It can go on a Trello road somewhere. It doesn't have to disappear entirely, but that's not where my focus should be. Uh, and learning to let go of things that are not working is, is, is good for us as well, you know. And it's, um, but yeah, it's, it's so, that's how I mean, I, I, I could talk for hours about all yeah. of it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I've got a um, a left field question for you. What do you think of Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's quite fascinating too. How um, 
it has just become, you know, like, I, I mean, I guess, you know, with all the movies, I guess, being completed now, but it was so popular, you know, like there's often, it resonated with people on a really deep level for so many different reasons in terms of. I really like the way that they use different directors throughout it as well. So you can see mm-hmm. the different style and when mm-hmm. as they get a bit older, it gets a bit darker as well, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I, I, I like sort of quite a psychological thrillers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know when I've met a lot of healers and light workers and they're like, oh no, I don't watch horrors or anything. And I'm like, well, this, that's the part of exciting part of us and getting scared and being in the I think Scorpios do. Scorpios have a tendency to be attracted to the macabre a bit, don't they? So, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I understand why other people don't. I'm like, no, no, like, and dark, not just light. I understand yeah. it all. But no, I love the Harry Potter films. Um, haven't enjoyed and in terms of what that walk forward is I've heard a couple of people that are uh, like class themselves as witches and they call people muggles and I'm like mm. oh yes. yeah to me that's just a little bit insulting I, I'm I'm just really like I say the one thing that I really really like about being a witch is that it's not a late like it's a label but mm-hmm. it's a one-size-fits-all label as opposed to I'm magic and you're not yeah, that's, wow, that's like, no, no, there's no such thing as a muggle. There, there's someone that hasn't found that, discovered, rediscovered, whatever way that it comes. But there, there's no way to just because somebody doesn't believe in in the same things that you do. I think having respect for people and having that that personal responsibility to 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 accept everybody in that sense as well is is something that is part of what I call this way of life. Um, yeah. So when someone does that, I'm like, well, you're not being a very good witch, are you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no, right. I can't judge that either. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because again, what you know, we don't even want to go into good witch or, you know, dark witch, et cetera, or like white witch. Or oh, whatever, you know. Exactly. And that's, exactly. that's what I say about the, the masculine and feminine, the light, the dark, the god, the goddess, whatever way that you want to put that, it's... And, and so the so like the moon is feminine and the sun is masculine. Mm-hmm. So the sun initiates action, growth, and things like that. Whereas the feminine is the go within, the intuition, the the things that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something as well. I, I I say to people as well that where, when I work with uh, when I pull uh, runes for spirit, and I try and give people something tangible to work with at the end of the readings as well. And I've actually made magic sigils based upon those character strengths that brought me to where I am today that I got. Okay, okay so hold up, hold up a second here. So first of all, maybe explain to people what runes are in case they don't know. And also, oh, so, what did you just say? Sigils, is that right? Magic sigils. Yeah. yeah so maybe so, explain both those things for us. So sigils, so runes are, they used to be used um in quite Nordic societies and things like that, and they would be symbols, letters, and they would be used um, to code to to people, uh, and they would be used as signs or and things like that. And what I discovered more a few months ago as well is that they're used in healing as well, mm-hmm. and that's opened a whole new avenue for me. That I've, I mean, I've even got one on my hands at the moment. Yeah, symbols. Yeah, yeah. Dealing with the alchemy. <clears throat> 
myself and connecting more with spirit with the pendulum and and things like that but they yeah so they're symbols and they represent different things so you can cast rooms you might have seen them in films like robin hood that mm. uh, you might see the witches will cast like bones and things like that they're all forms of divination very similar to the tarot but just in a more rudimentary form yes. if you like simple um and they're lovely they're really nice to work with really powerful mm-hmm. uh, they're really temperamental as well, which sounds really funny because I made my witches' rings first, which are like just like 13 symbols. Um, and one's got like a crossroads on it, one's got waves on it, one's got um, uh, an eye on it, and they've all got different sort of meanings with them. And they're really quite simple and quite fun, and you just use them and they're great. Now, they each of them like to have a, a crystal put in with them, you should put in like a clear crystal. Now, when I made the Odin's runes, they just kept knocking over and the 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 crystal that I'd put in with the the witch's runes ended up with Odin's runes every time. So I had to get a new crystal for the witch's runes in there. It sounds really funny. Wow. You know, it's it's really odd. <clears throat> but they are weird. they are on point. They are really on point with, with everything that comes through. And like I said, I've started to use them to to work with chakra healing as well. Mm-hmm. Um and I've only done a few of them so far, and I, I, I make like a, a mandala. So I, I use the pendulum on the on the chakra stones, and I actually work with the twelve chakra system mm-hmm. rather than the seven traditional. So I use the the stellar star gateway um, uh, down to the earth star chakra, and then I find out which chakras are out of balance using the pendulum. Mm-hmm. Ask it to split around in a circle for yes, backwards and forwards for no, and then. Um, and then I go out in nature and with that person in mind and each of the chakras in mind, I pick flowers and um, leaves and then I make a little nature mandala with them, light a candle, pick runes that are going to help me, sit there, say it because you have to work with the, uh, with the runes as well. And then um, everybody has had, like, and I, it keeps going until the, the candle's cleared and I give them a sigil to on their hand as well which is a combination of the uh, of the runes used and everybody that I've done it for so far has just gone I don't know what you've just done but I've just had a massive shift and mm. they've had new eyes straight afterwards and and it's lovely it's really lovely working remotely like that because my energy's not interfered with then as well I can really tune into people mm-hmm. uh, magic sigils again are very similar but they're they're symbols that you make up yourself. So I actually made 24 magic sigils based upon the 24 positive psychology traits that we each possess. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit um, but that way it allowed me to um, bring something up for people so that they can work on, like you can see these messages and I, like, I wanted to give people readings that I would be happy to receive. and. Sometimes you're told that things are going to come up. Sometimes you're, you know, you're told of a situation or, but sometimes you're not really given an awful lot of direction or what can I work on myself in order to take this forward. So first of all, when I do tarot, I work with each of the elements as well. So I'll do a past, present and future, but I'll also pull cards on what the energy is like around the matter, what you need to take action upon or what you need to think about or what you need to 
release and let go. And it, it will come up different for, for, for different people. Some people I'm guided to say that you need to release. Some people I'm guided to say you need to flow mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and again, I work with spirit there. And, and I, I believe in spirit as the, it's, it's the empty space around us that okay, we can't see with a microscope what's there. Um, at the moment, but it's like that dark matter that they're, they're now discovering in science is is there's stuff there. You know, we know with viruses and things like that, we can't see it, but it's there. Um, the thing that connects us all together, um, I refer to it as if, if you're not spiritual per se, because I would have labelled spirit with spirituality and religion previously. It's like, the, I, I say to people, it's like the space in a bowl that makes the bowl useful. It's not mm. the bowl itself, it's the mm. space. Um, uh, and it, it's kind of getting people to feel more comfortable with the the, the intuition. The, like intuition is, where is intuition? Is it like in our head? Is it in the crown chakra? Is it in our aura? Is it in our in our third eye, in our penal gland? You know, that you can't touch it you know it's just it's it's allowing yourself the space and quiet to feel those messages and um like asking yourself what you know what something is and 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 getting that instant feeling in your heart of no I shouldn't do that um and I I think that yeah a lot of people in the past when I say sort of magic and intuition and and things like that people expect that they're going to close their eyes and connect with spirit and spirit's going to be chatting in their ear mm-hmm. now don't get me wrong i know that there's a lot of people that that happens for them um and that's fine i, I think sort of I'd, I'd love that to happen i would love to embrace those skills further you know and the more the more that i'm immersing myself and accepting this part of me the more in tune I'm getting, I, I'll wake up and I'll I'll say someone's name um, because I don't remember my dreams and that really drives me nuts, especially as a witch because that's like your subconscious. The intention, right? Uh, See the intention. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not fair. Why can't I remember them? But um, that's just how it is. But nowadays I'm finding more and more when I wake up, I will, I'll, I'll think of some, I'll be like, oh, Santo was in my dream. I don't know what happened. I have yeah. no idea yeah. what happened, but they were there. And then I'll get in touch with them and they'll go, oh, God, this has happened, that's happened. Yeah. And it's almost like, like a little SOS is being sent out to you and it's it's just picking up on those sort of yeah, totally. frequencies, yeah. however you want to refer to it, quantum physics, you know, wow. how, how far is, how yeah. do you want to go. <laughs> yeah, the universe is always communicating with you, isn't it? So Bridget, yeah, yeah, we're pretty much on time. So thank you so much. That was just incredible to, you know, because it's so vast. I'm kind of blown away by that. But tell us, how can people get hold of you? Where do they go to connect with you? So my my primary channel is Instagram. So if you search for Wicker Lifestyle or Ashbourne Witch for the the tarot side of things, you'll find me on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Facebook as well, so you can search on there. I'm Bridget Ashbourne on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you want to connect, I'm sort of I'm connected. <laughs> well, so you are connected, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. You questions? Yeah, just join yeah. in like. Burning in, uh, on posts and things like that as well, because then 
those questions are there for other people to 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 get the answers to. But if if, if you feel that you want to send me a private message, I'm always open to that as well. That's fine. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, so thank you so much. It's been a privilege and a pleasure. And I'm um, delighted that you are out there being bold and letting people know that it's safe, right, and good to be a witch in this day and age. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll look forward to connecting with you again next time. Bye for now. Bye.